Welcome to Rumble Strip. This show is sponsored by Honey Road, my favorite restaurant in Vermont. They serve Eastern Mediterranean small plates at the corner of Church and Main Street in downtown Burlington. They're winning awards hand over fist, and even though they win all sorts of awards, they're still really nice people. Now on to the show. All right. So wait, turn, turn, turn around. Two runs. No, no, I know, but turn around. Oh, really? It's that high? It's, 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 that's where it lies? Turn, 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 turn around. Turn around. Okay, yeah. For many years, I have privately loved the song Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. I started to love it when it came out in 1983, when I was 14. This month, I'm turning 50. And for some reason, every time I think about turning 50, I think about singing this terrible song that I've loved for over 30 years and making other people listen to me sing it. I guess in a way it's a kind of phoenix moment I'm hoping for, that I'll burn up and I'll be born again into the second chapter of a century. So I asked my friends Mike and Brian and Tobin to record the song with me. We met in the East Callis Community Center in the back of the post office. I knew they didn't like the song, and they didn't really want to do it, so I felt really bad for asking them to do it, which in a way seemed like part of the Phoenix moment I was looking for. I feel pretty ambivalent about turning 50. Up until now, it seems like I've been trying to get to the right place or prove something, and now I don't feel like that, which is nice in a way, but I don't really know what happens next. So I decided to record some conversations with friends about getting older. I talked with my son, Henry, who is 16. Bianca Gaver is 29. Scott Carrier is 60-something. And Claire Dolan is around my age. Here's a show about turning 50 and recording Total Eclipse of the Heart. Fair warning, there's quite a lot of profanity in this show. Somewhere in there, I I got off a beat. I've always thought of the 50s as like the last decade you never hear about the 50s and it's like the one decade of my life that like I really cannot picture I can picture like the 30s and having young kids and they start to get teenagers and then I just sort of zoom forward in imagining being in my 60s and my kids are like adults now but the 50s are kind of like the puberty of life like the middle school like I think I know a lot of people in their 60s because my friends' parents and my parents are in their 60s, and I know a lot of people in their 40s. I seem to never know people in their 50s. I don't know where they go. (laughs) Where are they? What are they doing? (laughs) Okay, so what's it like to feel invisible? I don't know yet. I mean, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but I remember really clearly when I was in my late 30s or maybe my early 40s when I was when I first became invisible to teenage boys but I was walking down the street and there were a bunch of maybe three boys who in you know around the ages of 12 to 15 maybe in that range as I approached them on the street they I did not exist for them like I feel as though maybe the space that I took up on the sidewalk was it was like a black hole I had crossed the Rubicon of relevance to early adolescent boys. You know, you, you, are, you once were relevant to a certain population of people, and you no longer are. It's like knowing that you're never going to be a professional figure skater. <laughs> At a certain point, you know that 
even if you wanted to be, you can never be a professional figure skater. It's not going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. Yeah, I know. It's that's it's hard to give that stuff up. <laughs> it's kind of shameful that you don't figure it out sooner. You hold on to these false things, or I do if people do. How's that? Perfect. Yeah, okay, it was good. Yeah. Moving on. I think we should do another take of it though. Total eclipse of the heart. I think it's about, I think it's kind of like woman alone against the odds, like fighting it out. And that is exactly what you want to embrace when, as you're turning 50. No, except that for when, because I know exactly that when I was younger, it was about yearning. It was romantic. Right. But now it's, it's. No, it's not. No, it's not. Now it's like about your true experience of real life, which is like, woman alone, feeling deeply, trying to manage her feelings, trying to get through the world, indulging in those feelings, come hell or high water, no matter what the world thinks of you, you're 50, you can do it. It makes perfect sense to me now. Now I understand. Glad we talked about it. I remember the last time I could wear a kilt, a short kilt, and feel like I wasn't wearing a costume. Huh. I remember, I remember seeing myself in a storefront window in a short kilt and realizing, oh, this, I can't wear this anymore. Like, this looks absurd on me. Huh. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, what is a kilt? A short kilt is sort of like a cheerleader costume. So it's like a mini skirt. It's like a mini skirt, but it's a kilt, so it sort of looks like a, like a uniform, except that you're 40. Yeah. Out to pasture. Out to pasture. Don't go to the waterfront. There's a grassy field over there. We're just going to put you over there. <laughs> it can be your field. <laughs> you just stay there. You got food and water, sunshine. You'll be fine. But don't come down to the waterfront anymore. Then we hold. <laughs> Is there something to this idea that there's an age of invisibility? I think that's super well documented and discussed already. I think it's very clear that, yes, indeed, this thing happens to women as they age. That is the inverse of what happens to men as they age. Where men age, they get more respect and they have more authority. And women who age have less respect and less authority. I think lots, there's lots of feminist literature out there that can describe the ins and outs of that. I'm interested in talking about age-appropriate clothing. (laughs) I would like to talk about how do you get dressed in the morning? Um, So... I, you know, um, I vaguely remember as a young person in my teens and 20s seeing certain kinds of older women, and by older, I want to say above 50, (laughs) dressing like in short leather skirts and wearing kind of wild makeup and wearing, and I remember them standing out so much. And 
I remember them definitely drawing my attention and having conflicting, like thinking like, well, they're not dressing the way you think women of that age should be dressing. And, and then also thinking sort of like, oh, I thought it was kind of hot looking and great, but then I was also kind of repelled. And why was I repelled as a young person? You know, now thinking about it in my 50s, I think I was repelled because I was seeing my future. Like I was seeing myself because they were dressing like me. I was wearing little leather skirts and, and extravagant makeup and, you know, big boots. And and then to see like a 50 or 60-year-old woman wearing my outfit, but with their 60-year-old body and their 60-year-old face, I think it scared me because I think I was and still am and always have been afraid of growing up. So when I'm in my 50s, I still have incredible style. I am not afraid to wear like brightly accented glasses or pieces of clothing, but not over the top all crazy colors, like still a few strong pieces, I guess, but with a really nice drape. Well, I I think as a person, you're awesome. I mean, you're the best mom to have, but in terms of what you wear, you wear sweatpants and they look trashy Um, a lot of the time. Yeah. I just picture myself in like this like drapey, flowing, swifty clothing. And I don't know if my hair will be gray yet, but I do have a sense of like your hair is long hair disorderly. It's pretty messy a lot of the time. Nice cloaks, maybe like a red wool coat. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want in my 50s. Wake up, put wood in the wood stove, make coffee for me and hopefully a partner, uh, bring it to them, sit and like gaze into each other's eyes, talk about the day ahead, go work in our separate little areas until lunch have like a nice lunch together. I think I'll feel weathered, (laughs) like a beautiful type of weathered, you know, like old barn wood or something. Yeah, so at any rate, we have uh, often a slapping motherfucker. Be like fucking flea. <laughs> We're gonna chili pepper this shit up. Turn around, bright eyes. Turn around, bright Every eyes. No idea what I that means. Apart. If you need me tonight, uh, it, well, I, something. Uh, then you'll if only, only be, could hold, be holding you. If only, if only, if only. That's what it is. It's if um. Only. If only. It's an if only song. If, uh, it's such a longing. Interestingly, I th- it's longing to the nth degree. I think interestingly, it's about a woman who works at a boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence? No, it, I think it's not. not. Turn, turn around, bright eyes. <laughs> Can you do the bright eyes? Oh, do you need to do the bright eyes again, or did you get the bright eyes? I, 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 the first one, I muffed a bit. So when I think about making this show, I wonder, where's the end of the line? And will I know it when I see it? How much does ego have to do with it? And if that, if my need for production changes, 
where then will I be? I feel like that's maybe something that happens with age is, is less drive to produce for other people. Ambition. I think also you're talking about ambition. It's like less drive to achieve or something. Like right now you're driven because you want to make this really great podcast. You're driven to do that. And what is it when ambition to do that, if that goes away or changes and you have an ambition to do something else instead. What if you don't have an ambition to do anything else? Right, right. So maybe what you're talking about is more like less really about aging and more about from what do you derive your sense of self and how do you like, how do you have a a sense of self that has continuity across times of great ambition and times of no ambition and times of youthfulness and times of not youthfulness or agedness or maybe even, you know, physical, you know, degeneration or how, how does that all become the same person? How do you experience that person as the same person across all of those changes, the body changing, the activities changing, the ambitions changing? Yeah. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming around. Erica, your, um, your accent, you're doing a weird okay. accent that you don't do in the rest well, of the episode. Well, you kind of went never. 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 Oh, no, it sounds never. like you okay. are suddenly on like hee haw. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> I mean, I do think a lot lately about dying and about whether how to get off the boat when I'm ready, whether that's something that can be done gracefully, and how would that look? It's going to be bad, and it's going to hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think about it? It's going to suck. I think about it all the time, yeah. What do you think when you think about it? Well, yeah, I want to have a noble death or an honorable death or, you know, a good death. I'd rather go quickly and without crying for my mother. I'd rather not do it like that. Are you afraid of me getting old? Not really. I'm afraid of you losing your personality, losing who you are. I don't want you to stop being curious and and talking to people because that's an awesome part about who you are. You're really energetic. Um, And if you lose that, then I think you'll be an altogether different person. And that seems like it's the kind of thing that happens when you get older. I I can't figure out how close my friends live to me. Like, do I have a bunch of friends around? Like, did we all buy land together? Or, like, is everyone kind of doing their own thing? And, like, I get together with them once a year, and it's sort of... Like, we send each other dispatches. What about the fact that I'm alone? Does that worry you? Texts sometimes or whatever, but... Not really. You have friends. You have good friends. Am I mostly isolated from... You always have them around. Friends. 
we finished the recording. Brian added a lot of reverb, which helped matters. I have friends who are willing to spend an entire day recording Total Eclipse of the Heart with me. This is pretty much the best benchmark of success for any 50-year-old anywhere. party for my birthday, and a party for everyone I've ever interviewed for Rumble Strip, and of course I forced them to listen to me sing my song, and just as I suspected, everyone knows this song, and everybody loves it. Huge thanks to the band, which is Tobin Anderson, Mike D'Onofrio, and Brian Clark, 
Also thanks to Bianca Gaver, Scott Carrier, Claire Dolan, and my son, Henry, for talking with me for the show. Thanks also to my amazing show sponsor, Honey Road, who could have sponsored anyone, and they sponsored me. And thanks to all of you for listening. This is Rumble Strip. I'm Erica Heilman. Mm-hmm.